0: On this episode of the Remote Millionaire's Podcast, I sat down with Adam Lyons. Adam started out as a janitor, but now owns 16 different businesses. And he's also helped over 1,900 businesses scale and grow. That's what he does, mergers and acquisitions. And today... Adam's going to sit down and talk to us about how he's able to get all of that done and live a remote millionaire's lifestyle. You're going to love this episode. It's packed with nuggets. Adam actually gives us a full breakdown of what he would do if he were starting an agency business from scratch. You're going to want to have a pen and paper handy. So look, grab a cool drink, sit back and enjoy this episode of the remote millionaires podcast. You're listening to the Remote Millionaires Podcast, the show for aspiring and established entrepreneurs looking to create and scale six and seven-figure success online without being chained to a job, location, or computer. That's right. We're going to show you how to build wealth from anywhere. I'm your host, Tom Gaddis. Let's dive in. Aloha and welcome to the Remote Millionaires Podcast. Adam Lyons, how's it going, man? Going great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, excited to have you here. We were just joking before we started this recording about how it seems like we were just on a Zoom not too long ago because we were, because I was on Adam's <laughs> podcast. And now here and, he is to visit you guys.
1: You were dropping awesome bombs, man. We appreciate it.
0: Uh, no, I had, I had a lot of fun. And I'm looking, I was really looking forward to this episode too and talking to you because I know we have some kind of mutual acquaintances in the industry. That's how we got associated. But maybe you could start off just by telling uh, remote millionaires, listeners, Uh, A little bit about yourself, maybe for those people that don't know who you are, what you do, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so my name is Adam Lyons. Um, In the last three years, I've helped about 1,900 companies um, either grow or scale um, or with mergers and acquisitions. Um, I specialize in something that we develop called the Smart Blueprint, which is a system of SOPs that we give to companies normally after I acquire them, because that's my background is, uh, is nowadays I'm more of an investor than anything. And uh, I love applying this Smart Blueprint because we know it just, you know, increases the value of a company. But over the last few years, we've found people, you know, want to get that from us and, and use it as well, which is totally okay. Um, and so we do that. Um, the, the key method that we use uh, inside Smart is what we call Customer Insight Reports, which is a, a detailed analysis of your best customers and then once we identify who your best customers are and more importantly their behaviors where they hang out drivers frustrations all that kind of stuff um, we can give you uh, a set down of, of simple offers that you can test um, and they you know almost always 10x your revenue so it's pretty pretty good stuff
0: <laughs> man that sounds that sounds awesome i'm actually excited to dive into that because you touched on a few things there that i know remote millionaire listeners are going to love number one You mentioned SOPs, standard operating procedures are something we harp on all the time. We have them, we implement them, we swear by them. We're like, how did we operate without them? And then you also talked about identifying your perfect customers and stuff like that. And I wanna dig into those those two specific things for a minute. But before that, I wanna take one step back and ask you like, what did you do before you, I mean, mergers and acquisitions. It sounds all fancy, fancy, right? But what did you do before yeah.
1: that? Uh, before that, actually, I mean, it's it's a pretty standard route into into the world of MA. and See, I was a janitor, and or, um, yeah, makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so so I was I was a, my dad was a janitor, my granddad uh, was a, a chef on a ship and a cleaner. Um, so it's kind of like you know, looking after the house is kind of like our thing. And, um, I know I was, I was built differently, I suppose. I just remember sitting at a desk and instead of, you know, just twiddling my thumbs and watching sports, I would read and learn stuff. And, um, you know, after a while I started, um, you know, got known as being a bit of an expert in different things and built some businesses around them, became a bit of a serial entrepreneur. And uh, then I realized that there was one key component that all the businesses needed if they were going to be successful. And that was really good standard operating procedures around marketing. Um, you know, audience collection, revenue, sales, scripts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I sort of doubled down on that. Uh, once I got really good at that, um, I found a, a business mentor, a guy by the name of Roland Fraser, and uh, realized that I just wanted to be right next to that guy in everything that he ever did. And in doing so, he taught me mergers and acquisitions. And then I realized that all these standard operating procedures I developed were really useful because I would acquire a business, slap the standard operating procedures into it, and then grow the business. So, you know, fast forward to today, I currently own 16 businesses of my own. And like I said, I've consulted or, or helped with negotiations of 1900 others in the last three years. So I'm a little bit busy, but I love it.
0: <laughs> Man, that's great. I, I love that you mentioned that you were just a little different because I was just uh, telling somebody that the other day and I, it almost felt weird saying it. Like I'm originally from Oklahoma and so like all my friends there, they used to like to go out on the weekends wear cowboy hats and boots, drink beer, get in fights. And I was like, I wanted nothing to do with that. And I felt kind of out of place back then. But now I see like, was really good that I was a little different because I feel like I'm in a good place today. And um, man, that's a great story. That's a great story. So I want to ask you a couple of things about owning 16 businesses because a lot of people that listen to this podcast they're just trying to get their first business off the ground right their first business and uh here you're like look i got 16 businesses i'm helping all these other businesses how do you first of all like how do you structure things in a way that uh, that gives you the time to do that like how do you structure things in a way that that frees up that time
1: i love that you asked it so so without getting too much into it so the smart blueprint s-m-a-r-t they're the five basic uh, departments that we believe a company needs specifically to focus on cash flow and revenue and making money. There are other SOPs you need. We don't cover those. We just cover the money-making ones. So S is staff, M, marketing, A, audience, R, revenue, and T is testimonials. So the first section, staff, the reason I can run 16 companies is because everything about staff, management, time management, et cetera, et cetera is, is all in those SOPs. So um, I only touch things that are high leverage. So if I'm doing something, it's because there's no one else in the company that can do it. But likewise, I never get in anyone else's lane. Now, when you first start a company, if, if somebody listens to this and you're a beginner, um, you can't obviously outsource it to staff members because you don't have them. So it starts by being really deliberate about your day. So um, it, it's funny, in SMART, we have a, a calendar. And it breaks down uh, every day of the week, six days out of the seven. We tell everyone, take one day off or you'll go crazy. But the other six, we design a calendar that assumes they have a nine-to-five job. And um, because a lot of people, you know, they start their business while they've got a day job. And so we give them a calendar like that. But we also tell them, look, if you're a a new entrepreneur, that day job might be where you do the other stuff that isn't the the system stuff around building the business. Uh, But still, we find that in about 24 hours of work a week, you can start a business effectively and do all the bits you need, which that's,
0: means you know that's. Oh,
1: yeah. re- I'm sorry, that's really interesting that
0: you say that because we do get a lot of people in room owners that have full time jobs as well, right? They're looking to break out of that and get that. And one of the things that we're always harping on is is that idea, like you have to focus on the the things that really matter in the beginning and kind of forget like scaling, outsourcing, all that stuff is awesome. We yeah. want to do it. But in the beginning, we need, some, uh, we need some cash flow, right? We need some uh, moolah to make that stuff happen.
1: Yeah, and that's the key. And we, so we found that like, um, you know, a 74-hour a week, is, is um, oh, week is heavy. Sorry, 64-hour week is heavy. But it's a 40-hour job with 24 hours running your own business. Um, hmm. However, it only takes like six months or so before you've got a little bit of money coming in. Not enough to quit the job, but enough right. that you can realize that, all right, this could work. And then, you know, within a year, realistically, if you're doing everything correctly, it should be feasible for you to at least downgrade the job or, or you know, ease back a little bit. I don't know if I would quit entirely at that point, but, um, but yeah, you're right. But it's all about making sure you do those processes. So we, we define, there are six key departments, which represent the, the six C-suite members in a company. So you've got the, um, you know, the operations, sales, marketing, uh, technology, finance, and then of course uh, the executive officer, which is typically you. If it's a company or one, you're all six. So right. we try and get people to, to divide them up. An easy way of imagining it would be like, okay, on this day, I'm in sales mode. On this day, I'm in marketing mode. But it doesn't work that way because you kind of need to do sales every day. You don't need to do technology every day. And so we give them a calendar. And we're like, look, this is a good day to do technology. This is a good time of day to do sales. You know, like if you're running your own, your own company and you're busy during the day, you should do sales just after work because that's when people get home and they're available. Try and do sales at 3 p.m. and no one's available. You're not going to make any sales. So we, we just get practical about that. And so that's the key. So at this point, though, where I am, when I've got 16 companies, it's all about streamlining it. So I've got my board meetings that are scheduled out once a quarter. Um, and we try and get those at the same location. And I'll even group uh, businesses together. So if they're in the same industry, I do the board meeting at the same time with all of them. So you'll like, two or three of my my teams across the different companies, but they're in the same industry, so they're in the same room for the board meeting. Because I'm going to say the same thing, you know, right. in our analysis of this market, this is what's going on. It doesn't matter. I own a convention center, uh, or not a convention center, but an event at a convention center, a convention. I'm like, the, the data for the convention is important as it is for my physical brick and mortar location that does the same thing. Um, so... They gotcha. Season. So
0: chunking those tasks together, doing similar things together, like huge things to get more done in less
1: time, basically. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you 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 want to upset me, get me to repeat something. That's like, oh I go crazy. I missed that. Could you say that again? No, yeah, obviously. <laughs> if I had to repeat something 16 times across all businesses, oh, I'd go, I'd go nuts. I'd um, go I crazy. ADHD, yeah. So it's like it's bad enough to do it the first time. Um, but I, but, you know, it's it's not a problem as long as you're streamlined. And I've just got very efficient with my time. And it's funny. Um, my whole family has been lazy, like, their whole life. And that's, I think, that's why we're janitors. And I've realized that laziness is a superpower. My laziness makes me efficient because <laughs> I yeah. would not waste energy. I'm just now a hyperproductive lazy person. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great.
0: Well, I want to dig in a little bit because you were talking about you know, kind of identifying the ideal buyer, that type of thing, and I think a lot of people listening to the podcast can get a lot out of that because, like I said, a lot of them are 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 either just starting their journey of building their first agency business, or you know, they've had a few clients, but they've really had they really struggle with the consistency, the ups and downs. So, any um, maybe uh, tips, thoughts you could give them on how to kind of get past that and, and work through those things?
1: Yeah, I mean, like. First of all, if, if you're an agency, you really want to do stuff nobody else is doing. I know a lot of agencies mm. that, um, that, you know, they'll run Facebook ads or what have you. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of going uphill. And even if you are good at Facebook ads or YouTube ads or whatever, it's difficult. Here's what I would do. I would pay to sponsor an, an event in your niche specifically in a very specific subsection. So let's use, for example, I live just outside of Austin, Texas. Or you live in Oklahoma, there you go. So um, in Oklahoma, there will absolutely be a chapter of something called the Entrepreneur's Organization. There will also be a chapter of something called Vistage. Vistage, the Entrepreneur's Organization, both of these are companies that do seven figures or more. Vistage is, is more like 10 million. Entrepreneur's Organization is like a million. But they're companies where the owner of the company is applied to learn how to run their company correctly. If I had to choose in different companies in in an area that were going to survive, I would argue that EO and Vistage companies are going to do better um, overall. reason I'm saying this is there will be chapters of those in Oklahoma. Now, those chapters will run events. You can contact them and you can ask about the event. And I would sponsor the event. Now, the sponsorship is not going to cost a lot of money. Well, I say not. It's going to be like five grand. If you're an employee, that's going to sound like a lot of money. If you're a business owner, that's not a lot of money. You'll waste more on ads in a month. Um, Even if I could go back in time and talk to myself when I started my business, I would have said to myself, find the five grand, even if you have to split the money you make off the back of it with somebody. Right. Be like, look, let me, give me the five. So I can go to the event and the first seven K in sales I'll give you. And I'll take that. Something like that would be the deal I would come up with. And then. I would go to the event and at the event, I'd be trying to sell my services, but not heavily. What I'd really be trying to do is get the contact information of everyone that attended. So the last time I went to an EO event, that was a chapter event in a city, uh, I was in Shanghai and there were, I think, 52 members that turned up. So I would collect the phone number and email and information of everyone at the event and in return, give them some kind of you know, free advert I'd create for them or a free campaign, whatever, some kind of freebie. Once I've collected these emails, I can now create an ad and target those people as a customer, as a a custom list. So now I may not be able to run ads to everybody on the bloody internet, but I can absolutely run ads to 52 people and make sure that they only see my freaking face. And now they're going to think, I must be the best at advertising because they only ever see my ads everywhere. Meanwhile, I'm only spending 300 bucks a month to make sure that these 52 people think I'm the most important person on the planet. A combination of my free consultation with them where I build the campaign combined with ads that retarget those people probably every single week with a new advert, realistically. After a few months of them seeing my face with a new ad every single week, completely different. It's very important that it changes. They say, this guy is amazing. He does new ads every week. He's on top of everything. He's everywhere at once. I'm going to have to hire this guy. And you get your money back. The cool thing about it is I probably only have to go to one event and I've been exposed to like 50 plus businesses. And now from those 50 businesses, plus of course, networking and, and anything else I do in between, I've got everything I need to you know, have a small agency, maybe making 10, 15 grand a month. But from there, when I go to another convention and do the same thing again. Man, After- that is a great blueprint. If you're listening to this episode,
0: you need to rewind with the pen and paper and write that whole strategy. down. I was just sitting here thinking like, I could implement that with like in a few weeks, like that would be,
1: I mean, that was great. That was awesome. Thank you. And and we can go a step further because like there are trade events. You don't like the one I'm suggesting is just generic to make sure it hits as many people yeah. as the podcast. The, the, the official blueprint would have you identify your perfect criteria. So if you were after say dentists, that's even easier. Because the dentists won't be as organized, and sponsoring their events is going to be more like a grand. Realistically, they might even let you turn up if you just pay for the alcohol, and you turn up with a whole bunch of bottles. Like seriously, these events—shocking yeah. how cheap you can get into them. And the more specific you are, like if you target physiotherapists, it's going to be even cheaper because it's a subset, you know. Or if you specifically target cosmetic surgeons, like so, just really think about like what your niche is that you're going to be. And there will be a convention or a trade event or something for them, you sponsor that event and it will hurt the first time. I just want to be very, very clear at will. And you know, I always tell people the smart blueprint gets you rich slowly. It's not like you get rich quick <laughs> yeah. thing. It's a, it's a very, you know, so I'm like, no, it'll take like three months of you running ads before you realistically get sales. Uh, but when the money comes in, you'll suddenly be looking at a pretty sizable chunk. And if you're making 150, 180 grand in year one. Year two, you should be able to do half a mil or more. Year three, you're a seven-figure business if you're doing everything correctly. Year four yeah. five, I mean, you're already a millionaire.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. I have two, I have two uh questions. Sorry, before we wrap up. Number one is uh what is is there anything that I should have asked you, but I didn't? So let's start with that.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Um probably a zillion things. I think one of the biggest is, um, is upsells. So the, the way that I add value to a company is we go in, we run a customer insight report, and then we tell people what two or three other upsells they should be selling. Most agencies, they sell agency and that's it. But your customers have need beyond that. They need websites. They need copywriting. They need product delivery. They need um, canvassing. They need all sorts of stuff if you know all the things they could ever need and you have a directory, you can say to them, what else do you need? I'll refer you to someone. You don't have to do the service yourself; you just refer them and get yourself a backend affiliate fee for introductions. Suddenly they rely on you for everything to do with their business from uh, fractional accounting services, QuickBooks, I mean, every single piece of software they could ever want. And you've got an affiliate link to everything. And now you make money off of everything they ever do. And that is something that I don't know a single agency that does it unless they've hired us. Yeah, that's great.
0: That's great. Another another, another good nugget there.
1: I hope you guys wrote it
0: down if you're listening. Uh, my final question is, where can people go to find out more
1: about you and, and what, you're, what you're doing? I thought long and hard about it. And I figured that for you, Tom, I'm just going to give myself on. And I know people don't normally do this. <laughs> But um if you're listening to this and you want like you know me to have a look at your website or you wanna you know you wanna text me, um, my phone number is plus one five one two because I live in Austin, nine five seven three one four one. 957-3141. That's 512 957 uh, 3141 When you text me, uh, you'll get to see a little bit of our blueprint, you're gonna get an automated text reply back that just confirms you're cool with texting me, and you'll end up with a little bit of a free gift. Um, after the first three text messages, it isn't a robot anymore and it is me. The reason we automate it is for data collection. Uh, most people aren't doing this correctly, but you need confirmation before you text people. Once you've gone through that, it is me though. If you ignore me, I'm going to get sad. So if you do text me, make sure you actually text because um, otherwise I'm like, oh, they don't like me anymore. Uh, but yeah, but that's my real phone number. Um, and you know, just like I was just mentioning, I'm always happy to point somebody into the direction of resources because typically I've got an affiliate thing on it. So you know, if you're like, hey, I really want this service. Like if you want a lawyer, I'll be like, you and I'll, you know, lawyers can't give kickbacks, but they buy me dinner instead. So you know, there's all I'll direct you where you need to go. You tell me what you need. I got you. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well,
0: Adam, yeah, and listen, it was a real pleasure having you on the podcast. So much good stuff. I know listeners are going to love it. And I hope if you're listening to this, you'll actually go and implement some of the things that Adam covered because uh, not only are they uh, out of the box of what most people typically do but they can actually get you real results
1: and get you on the right track. So Adam, thanks so much for being here. Uh, Thanks ever so much for having me, man. I'm at the Adam Lyons on pretty much everywhere. So if you need me, you can- Okay, uh, yeah, I'll find you on
0: there too. And hey, look, if you're listening to this episode and you enjoyed it, we'd really appreciate you heading to wherever you listen to this podcast. Leave us a review. We'd appreciate that. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Remotely Nurse Podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. Until then, stay safe and practice aloha. Now, if what you heard today resonates with you and you want to continue the conversation, then I want to personally invite you to click the link below and schedule your free remote millionaires business development call, where we'll analyze your business and your situation and it show you exactly how to accelerate your results and build a wildly successful business you can run from anywhere. Until next time.